Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I am your Cobra intern that apparently is singing in the rain because it's storming, codename Legion Cub. Yeah, we had some storms here earlier. I actually had to reset our network modem thing whatever they don't like it when they when you call it a modem now because it's it's also a router but you can't call it a router oh. either so i don't know what they want me to call it but uh zizzy baluba sure that sounds good <laughs> uh you can follow us on instagram at audible interlude podcast and on twitter at gi joe audible now on instagram you will find a name that joe or cobra feature uh, most most days, unless we've got some big news that we post, you can check out just a, just an image from my collection of a Joe or a Cobra. Uh, and Twitter is probably the best way if you want to hip us to some news or just get our attention somehow. Uh, tweet at GI Joe Audible. Give us the hashtag Audible Interlude Podcast. What whatever, I'll get a notification. Maybe I don't like Twitter. Uh, check out the Needless Things YouTube channel for toy reviews. And yes. We are four times a month now. The first and third Friday of the month will be news episodes, which is what you're listening to right now. And the second and fourth Friday will be our segments where we talk about everything else, G.I. Joe. All the fun things. All the fun things. And from time to time, we'll even do a live episode somewhere like Joe Fest. That is right the end of this very month you guys i can't believe it's this close now it's already june yeah uh, june 24th through 26th at the augusta convention center with over 40,000 square feet so i mean this is uh you know the last time i was there was a few years ago so this is massive this is a much larger event than it was last time uh a yes. real Augusta toy and comic show. They've got lots of guests, tons and tons of vendors, and Audible Interlude will be there doing a live panel at some point. <laughs> it's a mystery. It, it's a, it'll be a surprise when we show up to the room and say, hey, guess what? It's panel time. We're doing this. <laughs> Get our way. Call. We're going to record some podcasts. <laughs> right. Uh, one of the cool things that has come up from Joe Fest, uh, there are going to be some Fresh Monkey Fiction exclusive figures that you can only get at Joe Fest and probably online afterwards. Uh, Eagle Force is going to have Aerospace Strategic Patrol Soldiers. Now, if you notice, those uh, first letters of that spell out ASPS. And basically, these guys look like Cobra Troopers with space bubble helmets. They're awesome and I'm 100% going to get one. Did you guys check these things out? I am looking at it right now. Yeah, very cool figure. Very cool Yeah. Figure. With a, like, Doctor Strange-style alternate head. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure exactly what that head... Yeah, and maybe it is straight-up Doctor Strange. Because if you've looked on Big Bad Toy Store at all the Eagle Force figures that are coming out that they've got up for pre-order... Uh, a lot of those portraits, like there's a there's a portrait that definitely isn't Kurt Russell. There's another one that <laughs> almost certainly is not Arnold Schwarzenegger, complete with a little cigar in his mouth. Uh, they're they're definitely not those famous people. But uh, yeah, this 
This one's a little Dr. Strangey looking. A great figure. I'm excited. I, I like the idea that I'll be able to walk up and, and just, you're not walking up to the table and saying, yes, I'd like to pre-order this figure. You're walking up to the table and they're going to hand you that figure when you give them your money. What is that? I don't understand that right? concept. <laughs> it seems it's a little such crazy. a rare treat now. <laughs> uh, and then they have there is another figure that's going to be available from the Dime Novel Legends series. This one just as exciting in a completely different way. It's the mercantile shop owner, but it features the likeness of Kiona Young, who is going to be a guest at Joe Fest. So you can go get your exclusive figure then trot right across the room and have Keona Young sign it. And if you would like to have him sign it with his famous phrase from Deadwood, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to do so. Uh, just watch if there are kids around. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but this looks very much like his character from Deadwood. I, I love it. And I would actually, I, seeing this, I went and looked at the Dime Novel Legends line to see like, how close to Deadwood characters some of these figures are. And uh, there, there's some pretty reasonable facsimiles. I'll just say that. Uh, so two, two really cool exclusive figures that you'll be able to get at Joe Fest. It, it, like they will have them there. It, it's amazing. What a concept. And Keone Young can also uh, sign your Storm Shadow figures, which you can use without any, any uh, profanity in the signature. I don't know. I could see Storm Shadow getting getting angry enough to drop some inappropriate words. <laughs> uh, and actually, I it's funny you mentioned that because I've got right over here to my left, all cased up and ready to go. Destro, because mm -hmm. Mr. Berghart, Berghart will be there. Duke, because Mr. Bell will be there. And... Storm Shadow. So I've got uh, some. No Dr. Mindbender? Uh, well, there's, I mean, I'm not getting a mint on card Dr. Mindbender. And these are, <laughs> I mean, these are specifically Sunbow figures. So it seems right to right. get those signed. But yeah, to get a, to get a mint on card Dr. Mindbender right now would be a little <laughs> cost prohibitive for my purposes. Well, you never know because of the way they work. We might get a Super 7 uh, reaction Dr. Mindbender between now and Joe Fest. <laughs> right. It's entirely possible because somehow Super 7 is the only company getting Joe product on the shelves for the past eight months. Uh, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Uh, but, of course, we do love our friends at Hasbro. And one of the things we got to talk about, did you guys get a chance to check out the Instagram live kickoff to Yojo June? yeah i'm i'm an old man i don't know what this instagram thing is <laughs> well and that's like i i'm not a fan of when they do this on instagram it's just it, and it is it's because i'm old it's annoying to me to watch this on my phone and i can't it's not as easy i like to take screenshots and stuff when they do these panels i like to you know throw it up as soon as possible and it's it's a pain to try to do that and watch something uh so I did watch it though. And they right at the beginning is Emily and Lenny are two of our favorite people. Uh, they made it clear that this was just a fun little kickoff event, that there wasn't going to be any major news that they were just there to say, Hey, welcome to June, which I will say this. I appreciate that on June 1st, they had something to, to go like 
they didn't let us wait until the end of June. Like, okay, we're like June 20th. Tell us on June 26th, there's going to be a panel. They, they are, they're in it. They're in this. And, and first day of the month, they give us this, this fun little kickoff deal and dropped really, if you were paying attention, a pretty good bit of information. So every Wednesday in June, there will be a new event with the Joe team, uh, with some kind of product news, pre-order, uh, other activities. They're, they're trying to create uh, a fun atmosphere. And look, I understand it's challenging for those guys because there's no product. It's whatever's going on. It's, they've got to make the best of it. But we do have something to look forward to every single week uh, this month. And I think that's pretty cool. So what they did for this event is prior to the Instagram Live, they put up a, something in their stories, a poll that let everybody vote on what they wanted Emily and Lenny to unbox from the archives. Uh, Thunder Machine, a shark, or something else. I can't remember what the third thing was. It was from later in the line. Uh, and Thunder Machine won, which did not surprise me. I voted for Shark just because I wanted to see them try to fiddle around with Deep Six and his that bellows thing that he came with. <laughs> uh, wow, because unboxing a shark. There you go. I don't so, remember it having a lot of pieces. Thunder Machine won, and it was fun because they didn't know like they actually had the uh the camera person handed them the envelope that that said here you go this is what you're choosing and then they reached on the shelf behind them where they had all the different stuff from the archives and pulled the thunder machine down but this is what was interesting to me is for me i think you know they've had vehicles and things behind them before uh and, and have pulled up figures to show during the panels but the way that they said it this time, this to me was the first confirmation that there are indeed Hasbro archives with one or more of everything. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark style, a warehouse where they go through and all the old product, boxed product, open product, like it's, it's there. This is a thing that's real that exists. Because uh, it's been, I've, I've heard of it, but you don't, no, because no other team has talked about things the way that this team does. Like mm. we, we talk often about how it seems like they're limited on what kind of information they can share. But at the same time, I feel like Lenny and Emily have, have really kind of spilled the beans on, on some processes in a way that we've never heard before. And this was one of the things is, is talking about the archives and in, in that detail and Lenny very clearly has, well, both of them, but Lenny very clearly has a reverence for those archives and everything that's in there. For sure. You could tell from the way that he was talking about it. Uh, so this was fun because Lenny said he never had a Thunder Machine when he was a kid. So seeing him open the box up, which it had been previously opened and assembled, but somebody had kind of put everything back. So we get to see him put the Thunder Machine together. It was fun. And I understand people going into this thinking that we're going to get the normal product reveals and whatever else that maybe wasn't quite what you wanted, but I found this very entertaining and it affirmed kind of the modern spirit of GI Joe. Christian, while you were watching this, did you kind of get the feel of like, man, I see their enthusiasm. This is an appropriate fun thing to do 
for this month? Okay. So full disclosure, um, because what I do for a living is producing video content for companies, I actually had a very hard time with this one. I like the I I thought uh, I like the concept. I thought there was so much there. However, it was so distracting. I and I think it was because they didn't know what they were building. So I mean, it literally was like just Lenny looking down, fidgeting, trying to put stuff together while talking. I don't know. I kept wanting camera shots so that we could see the uh, Thunder see Machine a little and, better. Yeah. Like, I don't My brain just went into, whoa, this is why I don't like doing lives. But because I think their other stuff is more produced. So right. I think that, yes, I, I don't. I don't hate it to the extent that I've seen some of the online people dislike it because I think well, they, they were they, looking for what we normally get. Um, right. In well, the and, and also stuff, looking for but, things to hate. Well, true. Like, I, I I go into stuff like this hoping I'm going to enjoy it, uh, eagerly anticipating like whatever it's going to be. Let's see what kind of fun we can have now. I don't go into this stuff thinking, all right, how can I tear these people and what they're right. doing apart. Right. Uh, and I, I try no not to, to. This was just one of those well, instances where because I've been trying to convince one of my employers, we should not do lives. <laughs> so was, then when I it. watched this on when I I didn't get to see it actually live, I watched someone who had, you know, screen recorded it, put it on YouTube. And I was just like, oh, this is my absolute worst fear of of what going live when it seems like you don't have a plan is See, it was for me that was part of the fun of it and, and i think if they had been featuring a current product it would have been different they would have been set up to give you those close-up angles. well and yeah. they do like when they show off the figures they have the lazy susan and they get in the up close shot of the figure and like yeah. it's a different thing this was more about them just sort of having this fun experience and less about like they weren't trying to show off the thunder machine you know i know and i think maybe that's where for me it just took a left turn yeah because i just became like i'm watching them build something so i became more fixated on him putting the thunder machine together <laughs> right. than i really like absolutely most of what they said i just zoned Oh, see, that's Ow. funny because I, I was barely even paying attention to the Thunder Machine. I was, <laughs> I was, because it, to me, that was just a bit of business for them to have while they talked. It wasn't, yeah. it, it, that was not the focus. That was just, hey, we're going to have some fun as we discuss what this month is going to be. Some, some little tidbits here and there. Like it, it, it for me, it worked. I, I, I thought it was cool, but I get your point. I get what you're saying. Like, it wouldn't have been a bad idea to have like a picture in picture close up of his hands at the bottom of the go. screen. Something yeah. like that would have been cool. Yeah. For those who were more interested in seeing like, well, how does this thing go together? Uh, so, like I said, I thought it was just a fun video. Lenny mentioned, uh, or actually Emily, Emily mentioned something very interesting. Now, are you guys familiar with green tags uh, for production mm. samples of toys? So Hasbro 
uh, it's, it's actually a big thing in the collector market. There are what are known as green tags that go on production samples of items. Uh, and they are notes about what stage of production the sample is from. If there are things that need to be changed on the packaging, it's, it's all kinds of different notes. And, and it's, it's a literal green tag that's attached to the packaging. I became aware of these from people who collect the Hasbro WWF figures because they would be green tag samples that you could get that were mint on card and had Hasbro's notes of like final production sample for archives do not remove. Or it would have maybe a test shot in there that said pre-production sample packaging test. So it would be all different kind of uh, steps basically in the packaging process. And uh, Emily made a good, made an interesting point that I didn't know that green tags don't exist anymore. Apparently that's no longer a part of the manufacturing process for Hasbro. Uh, so the, I think the shark that they pulled out still had a green tag on it. Uh, so it was interesting to see that in, in a piece of, of Joe merchandise. Hmm. Another thing that they mentioned, and I meant to go through my Joe pamphlets, my the little pack-in pamphlets, and see if I could find this specific one. Uh, there was a G.I. Joe video cassette that at the time was $40 to yeah. mail away and get. You caught that? Yeah. Well, yeah, because at the thing, blah, use my words. At the time that that came out, yeah, if you remember looking at the old FHE ads for Transformers, Thundercats, a VHS tape with like two episodes on it would run you 50 bucks. There's somebody who worked in the video store industry for many years. Uh, the general public is is generally unaware of how much retail was on the vast majority of vhs tapes right because the licensing rights um from the studios cost so much uh and most of them and that's the reason why rental was a thing (laughs) and not just direct consumer for purchasing was because they're like well we're spending retail of like 70 to 100 dollars on these tapes so we're now renting them for two or three bucks a pop. And after 30 to 50 rentals, now we get some return on inventory. And that was the whole point of it. So when people would like leave their videotape in their car and it melted and they come in, they like, uh, yeah, what is this? Like 10 bucks? I'd be like, no, that's 79.95. And I'd say, <laughs> and they'd say, well, I can go pick this up at Best Buy for 10 bucks. I was like, do it then and bring it back here. I dare you. In fact, I'll give you 50 extra dollars if you can go find that at Best Buy for 10 bucks and bring it back here. Because yeah, uh, I'm the one that does the ordering. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Um, it was 1987. And I don't know the exact pricing, but we were driving to Houston, Texas for my dad's job. And he actually rigged up in, uh, we had a, a big full-size van and he built out of wood a little platform to go in between the front two seats and bought the smallest TV you could buy, which at the time was like 14 inches by 16 inches. The screen itself was probably like <laughs> six inches diagonally. Uh, and he set up our big giant camcorder, our VHS camcorder. So he made this platform that the TV and the camcorder sat on so that we could watch movies while we drove to Houston. And we went to Blockbuster Video and each of us could pick out one VHS because I think they were about 80 bucks a piece in 1987. Uh, 
and we got the Looney Tunes movie, Kelly's Heroes, maybe Dirty Dancing. I think my mom got Dirty Dancing. And uh, one other thing. I can't remember what the other one was. Uh, but yeah, that was it. We could each pick each family member because my sister, I can't remember what she picked. But anyway, four movies. That's it. That's all you get. We get one movie each that we, for our 13-hour drive or whatever the heck it is to Houston, Texas from uh, Norcross, Georgia. I'm not sure. It was a long drive, though. Uh, so that was a big, big deal to spend that much money. So I just thought it was interesting to hear that, you know, that they because they mentioned the fridge figure, I think was two ninety eight, mm-hmm. and however many flag points, and then the forty was actually less than that because it was. I mean, two ninety eight was about retail on a figure at that point, and the mailaways were usually pretty cheap. It was like a dollar forty nine or something like that for the cost of the figure plus however many flag points. I feel like she said two ninety eight, but maybe that includes shipping and handling or something. I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe that was the shipping and handling. And then mailing that thing off and waiting your four to six weeks, which is an eternity when you're oh 11 years old. I know, right? Four <laughs> to six weeks is gone in no time when you're an adult. But when you're a little kid, it might as well be three years. That's right. Uh, which Lenny is what Munch... we wait for uh, classified figures. Now, so. sure. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's you, all catching you, up to us. You, you want to know what slows time down, pre-order a classified figure. Uh Lenny reaffirms his love for Road Pig and claims once again Road Pig will be part of Classified Series ASAP. Uh, and there, there was just some interesting information. I'm not going to go over every tiny little thing that I said that they said because this is a relatively short video. I think it's right around 20 minutes. And like I said, it's it's a fun watch unless you're Christian. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but they, they just dropped some interesting little things about the production process I, I i had fun watching this and here is probably the well there were two major pieces of news one is that everything that we pre-ordered during PulseCon has now shipped from hasbro's warehouses so they have i guess released the retailers to start putting it on shelves and shipping it now, obviously, we know some of these things have already, you know, made their way out a little bit. Yeah, but, but some croc masters found in the wild. Right. But in theory, that means any day now, uh, what is that? The Walmart, the first wave of Walmart retro figures, Spirit mm-hmm. Storm Shadow and the Cobra Officer, Crocmaster. And the Python, the first waves of Python Patrol and Tiger Force, also, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, gosh. Um, so, hopefully, all of these things will hit right before Joe Fest and suck all of my Joe Fest funds right out of my bank account. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I use my red card, so it's fine. Those funds are floating around in the credit sphere. Uh, they also have said, that the over the course of this month the 2023 product list will be revealed now i kind of thought we'd already gotten about halfway through it that's me being cynical (laughs) uh but the good thing about them revealing this is that it does show there's a future for the line they're planning the future of the line so it's not like the last thing we're going to hear about 
is whatever comes this month. Like they're saying, look, we're going into 2023. It's happening. Uh, there, there is, you know, nothing's ending. We're not leaving anything hanging. We're going to continue to make announcements about what product is coming. And then they, Lenny straight up said, shipwreck and rock and roll. Now, here's an interesting thing that I caught. Christian, I'm interested to know if you made of this what I made of this. Lenny said they're in production now. And Emily said, no, 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 no. Yes. No, no. They're in development. And yeah. Lenny goes, oh, right. They're in development. And big, like, Monty Python wink, wink at the camera. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering if perhaps they're actually in production and they just weren't supposed to say that just yet. That was my thought. I thought so that's that was your I thought we well. got a whoopsie. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if it was a, a genuine whoopsie or a staged whoopsie. Either way, I don't care because they're no, I, I think Lenny came across as genuine. You think so? Yeah. When I, I think that that when he said it, like he meant it, and Emily was very quickly correcting him. <laughs> so but I was also but hoping that that means that when they're showing us like the the designs of the figures that 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 wait time between you know when they get right. pre-ordered and like they're taking to account now there's all these shipping issues so and that's what my thinking is is that like last time when they showed us renders i think they they're probably production samples, but they're trying to stagger things out, knowing what's been going on. So they're not being completely transparent about where in the process everything is because they kind of messed up doing that with the last production samples they showed. And now the time between here's the figure and, oh, it's been six months and you still don't have the figure. So that word. I, I think they're doing their best to to stagger things and to manage our expectations. To, yes. To use uh, a, a, a certain toy guru's favorite set of words. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Shipwreck and Rock and Roll. Obviously, those are very exciting announcements that they're in development. And we've, we've talked about really both of these plenty as to what form they could take in classified. Noel, uh, when you visualize a classified series rock and roll, what do you see? I imagine 1982 rock and roll with um, some shaggy uh, longer hair and a, and a shaggy beard and giant bandoliers that are uh, removable from his uh, chest and uh, a gigantic honking machine gun. Uh, I mean, I as much as I like the later rock and roll look, um, I think that you got to go with that, especially considering we've got a breaker. Um, you know, we've we we are showing that we want to do those 1982 style figures. And uh, I, I, I want to have all 13 original Joes in there in there, like close to their original uniforms as possible at some point. Yeah. Having seen breaker it does make me more excited about having that original style, but done in classified, which again, as, as we've discussed, it's not literally sizing up the 1982 figures. It's modernizing them. Right. And uh, 
in the same way that the Transformers line is doing with those original characters. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a different thing. Uh, Christian, we know how you feel about shipwreck. <laughs> so what what is your classified shipwreck? What is he going to look like? It's, it's obviously the G one shipwreck. I want the pirate pistol. Uh, if you're going to add any updated, give him the, like the the hook winch versus the you know the boat anchors. Right. <clears throat> I can go with either one as long as my knowing that a lot of companies are starting to scale back on accessories because of the cost of plastic. If we can't get the closed wing open wings like Freedom, then make sure Polly has open wings. I, I think we need a Polly with at least eight points of articulation. <laughs> that, that would be I, my dream, but... I, uh, I am going to go against that and say I would rather have a closed wing Polly because I want Polly sitting on Shipwreck's shoulder. Oh, I do too, but I, well, when I say open, if I I'm had thinking like the 30th anniversary where they're, they're open but kind of pointing up. So but it looks can't... so weird. Nah, she, she just looks ticked off. Yeah, which is fitting because but but i think we'll get in some manner wh- whether it's interchangeable wings or whether it's two completely separate birds or, or whatever they do i th- i think we'll get both i don't think they're going to try and cheap out on that uh i wouldn't mind if they wanted to include what is the proper term for the sailor hat the so it's like a toboggan style cap. No, no, no. The white. Yeah. The actual. Oh, so the Dixie cup style. Dixie cup. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if they included that and the, the like beanie, the beanie toboggan yeah. style. That would be kind of cool mm. to have both of those looks. Um, and and I'll just put the. Uh, oh gosh, I just had this thought. I'll put uh, my Mezco One Twelve Collective uh, Popeyes Peacoat. On oh my gosh how cool would that look that would be amazing I'm and, de- i mean i'll definitely do that at least for a couple of photographs and the question is is tiger force going to be released long enough in the target uh exclusive line for us to have a tiger force shipwreck thrown in as well i sure hope so and will we get that first because they didn't say which versions of shipwreck and rock and roll that's true we were getting now but rock and rock and roll never had any force no whatever no. tiger force or night force or anything like that no but it doesn't mean and, they can't just put them in there well yeah that's, that's true. true they've shown they've <laughs> shown uh so i mean that was pretty much it from the instagram live like i said i thought it was fun i like emily and lenny so i enjoy just seeing them like i i it's fun to me just to see them do a panel or whatever it is they do uh and you know, being mad about this is silly because we're going to have new stuff every week. They're doing this every week. So having a little fun little kickoff event rather than just making an announcement of next week, we're doing a real panel. Like, this is great. This is a great little extra, in my opinion. All right. Uh, Moving on, we have to give a little bit of an update on call sign Longbow. Now, the biggest update is that I interviewed John and Troy from the Call Sign Longbow Kickstarter campaign. It was a lot of fun. Those guys are so enthusiastic about what they're doing. 
Uh, everybody go, it's available wherever you found this episode, go check it out. It's just a bonus episode of audible interlude. Uh, I, I just really had a nice time talking to those guys. And as of right now, we are at $156,797 with 550 backers, nine days to go. And I will say it again. If, if you have any desire to get these at all, just go all in now. Let's get everything unlocked and then we'll see what happens. Yes, I know there's a backer kit, but why would you, if you think you're going to want all these figures, you know, sign up now. Don't wait for the backer kit and then maybe everything doesn't get unlocked. Uh, that, that's just, that's my take on it. I went ahead and went all in. And, you know, even if I get the, however many figures they've got right now and then three extra of the uh the ghosts okay fine I'm, I'm good with that um so we've also got since we last did news they have added patches to the campaign which is pretty cool i'm trying to figure out where it is oh okay here we go uh Patch two-pack add-on is now available, although if you're all in, the patches are included. And they're two really cool-looking. Uh, one's the call sign Longbow uh, logo, and then a Marauder Task Force Retro Ops patch, which is very cool-looking. Uh, it's funny because, as I said, that Marauder figure is kind of my least favorite of the whole campaign. But this patch is very cool like it says retro ops i mean not only does it literally say it but the look like the colors that they went for and everything in this i love it so everybody check out you know how to google kickstarter call sign longbow uh go check it out if you haven't yet and just you know if this is interesting to you go all in do it this is what this is what O-ring figures cost now. And if we unlock everything, then these are going to be cheaper than Hasbro's O-ring figures. And yeah, quite, for sure. And, and to be quite frank, they they look a little better. Ooh. Uh, sorry. I'm Ooh. I'm uh I'm not gonna lie. Uh the red ninja. Did you guys see my red ninja pictures? Yes. I did. What do you think of that repaint? It's, you know, it's it's what I would have expected them to do just to do that Red Ninja is just do a straight up repaint of Storm Shadow and he, he looks good. Um, I was actually, because I know you had been hunting for him for a while and I saw him at a Target um, before you did, but I'm glad you were able to find one within like the next day or so. Yeah, you, you sent me a message one evening and said, I'm looking at two Red Ninjas right now. Do you need them? And I said, the dumbest thing a toy collector can say <laughs> No, I'm sure I'll find them. Like, I was very surprised when I saw that come across well, my screen. <laughs> in my in my head, these are going to be as plentiful as the blue snake eyes because they're exclusive to Target. Target ordered a certain number of units, so I I was just like, I'll be able to find them, which again is totally stupid. But I was confident in this, and then the very next day, two different targets I went to had I think eight each. So the difference, thought, though, is that the blue snake eyes is not a troop builder. This right, one is. Right. So there's more incentive point. for people to buy multiples of this but, one. But it is a 1799 troop builder. Yeah, but there's some people with some some disposable income out well, there. 
And you're right about that because uh, I have been back to those two targets since I bought mine because I bought uh, one to open and then they had one where, you know how the little punch out uh, in the butterfly, like the the, the card it can yep. kind of be still be hanging there. I took it off the peg and the, the thing was still there. So I just popped it back into place. So the yeah, card. I, one of the ones was like that too, when I saw him at Target. Yeah. So. so the card looks unpunched. So I was yeah. like, I'll just get that one and, and keep it in the. Which you and I both um, bought uh, the, uh, the ones that were on clearance, the wave twos that are on clearance right now at Target. Yes. Uh, and if you get them off target.com, they do come unpunched. And I was, minty mint man yeah in great great shape um some of them had little were were covered in dust like they've been sitting in a warehouse for a while (laughs) um but just getting i mean i i like these figures i wasn't willing to pay 18 bucks for most of them but i'll pay 6.49 to 8.99 for the majority of them and that's what i did especially getting like that that uh silent interlude snake eyes um with the really great Larry Hama cover art. Yeah, and the well, and the the foil Cobra Commander card as well. Yep. Yep. It's just a nice one to have to keep mint on card. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, Red Ninja available now. You can order it from Target.com. You can probably find it in stores. So that's that was uh, good job, Super Seven, keeping the Joe. Let's keep the Joe flowing. So this was an interesting thing that popped up and was immediately taken back down. Uh, A few nights ago, Martian Ranger on Twitter found on, it looks like Hasbro Pulse's developmental site or something, like it wasn't supposed to be a public thing. The Hasbro Pulse selfie series. Did you guys see this? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So... Price point fifty nine ninety nine, but you get your portrait on one of thirteen action figure options. Uh, I'm not sure if everything. Okay, here we go. So, Snake Eyes, a Ghostbuster, Pink Ranger, Red Ranger. Wait, are there two Snake Eyes? No, okay, it's this is a double listing. Uh, Black Widow, Spider Man. Which they've got a lady head on this Spider-Man, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, an Iron Man, a Stormtrooper, a Rebel pilot. Uh, excuse me, an Alliance pilot. Uh, Mandalorian and Rebel Princess. Alliance, Alderanian Princess. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, this is wild. Oh, this is interesting too, is the Mandalorian has Walgreens on it. The Stormtrooper has Best Buy on it, but that's it. All the rest of them don't have any extra livery. <laughs> I think this is awesome. I'm uh, really shocked at that price point. That seems insanely low for something yeah. that's being custom made. Well, you got to think they're just, it's 3D printing. It's doing the inkjet uh, paint job. Yeah. True, the cost has come come down for 3D printing somewhat. Because I can also, remember seeing not obviously not you know licensed figures, but in the last I would say what six or seven years, not counting the COVID 
breaks where you could go to conventions and you would find people that would right. do a scan and make an action figure of you. And I don't think I ever saw one of those for cheaper than a hundred dollars. Yeah. And it's very clear that the head and the hair are separate pieces. Um, you know, I don't know if they've got a library or if they're actually going to, to 3d print your, you know, everything. I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but the, the portraits that they have on the demonstration figures here, the features all look different and significantly unique enough that I think they're just 3d printing your, your hair and your, your head. Based on I'm, whatever you send them. I'm wondering though, so do they, what is the legality of this? Like, how much paperwork do you have to sign about them producing your license or your likeness uh, well, and slapping it on a licensed toy's head? But this isn't, this isn't new. There, you can get a bobblehead in your likeness. You can get uh, Figures Toy Company has been doing something like this for years. Uh, and then there's all think about all the things now where you can get your like WWE recently did a thing where you could get a little wrestling buddy made with your face on like Undertaker's body and stuff like that. Like this, this isn't a new thing that Hasbro has to figure out. This kind of thing has been going on for a while. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know. I just think it's awesome. But I do wonder how accidental the leak was or if they just kind of put it out there to see what people's reactions were yeah gave some interest to to the price point and to everything and and unfortunately all of this all of us that have talked about it publicly publicly have said man that 60 dollars seems really reasonable so if this is a test hasbro's like all right 60 dollars too low <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, it's eighty nine ninety nine. Right, I I did get a kick. Uh, Toy News International website did an onion type article about this. About oh, I saw uh, that. About uh, all the scalpers now trying to go through yearbooks and Facebook and figure out people's right. photos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean, I'm I am absolutely on board. As we've talked about before on the show, uh, G.I. Joe and Ghostbusters and Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black Series are all actually slightly different scales. Even though they all claim to be one twelfth scale, they are not. They, they're not interchangeable. Uh, so my plan would be to go and get, you know, one of one of each brand and then just put it on whatever body I wanted. Because, I mean, I don't want myself as snake eyes. I, I would put myself on, you know, gung-ho or something. Yeah, I, and I'm assuming that, you know, obviously these are all molds that already exist. Because, man, if it is successful, and let's say it's around for a while. Now are, you, are you talking about the heads? or the well, No, the bodies. Oh, the I think bodies. the bodies are straight up just re-releases of the existing right. But Yeah, the, yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're... they're they're choosing molds that already exist because how cool would it have been for them to have brought back the steel brigade right and do this so that you could have and and see that's my my wish is that it was 
on troop builders. Like if they did a green shirt or a steel brigade or even Cobra trooper or for Marvel do, uh, you know, an aim soldier or a shield soldier, but kids don't want that. Right. Like, I mean, they, I would have, when I was a kid, but from a company perspective, companies don't believe kids want that. They think kids want to be Spider-Man or snake eyes or whatever. But I see, I, when I was a kid, I never would have wanted that because I'm not Spider-Man or Snake Eyes, but I could be some generic Steel Brigade guy. So it, it's, it'll be interesting to see. I would imagine they're going to launch this at San Diego Comic-Con. That would be my guess. Uh, to the point of maybe even having hardware on site to scan people at Comic-Con to make their first sales mm. there and to make a big event of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you know, gentle giant has done that where, where they've had like on-site scanning that well, and that's dragon con. You can go to dragon yeah. con and they'll scan your whole body and do a little, uh, d- several different sizes of you. Now it's a static figure. It's not articulated or anything, but I mean, that's like I said, this is, it's not new technology, but at this mass market type of thing, it, it certainly is a new concept. So, yeah, pretty interesting. Now, out of the 13 offered, who would you get? Like, if you could just pick one of these, who would be your first pick? I'll go yes. ahead and say if I was only going to get one of these, uh, oh, you know what? I wouldn't know. I was going to say the Ghostbuster, but I don't have any Hasbro Ghostbusters because I don't know why you'd want those when you've got the Mezco 112 Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's I, I don't do Star Wars black. However, I really just don't want to be Snake Eyes. So I would probably I would end up putting it on a Mandalorian because I could still get some awesome photos out of that. I'd probably I'm gonna go with the the Alliance pilot, the Rebel pilot. Yeah, I think that the Rebel I think the Alliance pilot would be mine. I don't know the Stormtrooper might be cool too. Or maybe I'd go with snake, like I said, go with snake eyes, but then just put the head on one of the other Joe bodies, depending on how it works. So anyway, awesome concept. I'm very excited to see like where it goes, uh, you know, and they can obviously at some point expand, you know, on the selection on what's available. Yeah, Hasbro has access to a lot of licensed properties. Right. No shortage there. Right. Let's see here. Uh, Christian, I think you had uh, uncovered a couple of news items. I, uh, yes. So, oh my gosh. Let me try and pull up the link. Um, So there is a YouTube channel that is all about um, like board games and gaming. Uh, it's called Watch It Played. Uh, anyway, so they, they have a video, 20 board games to buy right now. Uh, but when you get to like the nine minute mark of it, uh, he actually was sent a sample of the G.I. Joe role-playing game guidebook. Um, so we got to see 
very in-depth look at it. Um, and if you're into role-playing and, and the like, um, give the video a, a, a look-see. I mean, the artwork in the, in the book is really good. Um, yeah, that uh, Cobra Commander uh, page he opens to at one point is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, as, as far as the play dynamics, I mean, I've been so far out of the role-playing, like not since high school. So um, I kind of wasn't paying attention when he was talking about that. <laughs> I was like, oh, are we getting a price point? And I just want to see more of the inside of the, the book. Um, but yeah, so that information is is out there now. Yeah, I um, when you shared this link, I was like, cool, I'm going to let Christian talk about this because my interest in role-playing games is just, I, I tried it in high school and uh, basically I was the guy who just ended up buying like the monster manual and thinking that was really cool because of the art or whatever. I, I just could never... I could never get a consistent group of people together and, and get really into it. So it's, it's just not my bag. Yeah. When my friend sent me the link, he didn't tell me that it was a GI Joe thing. He just said, you want to check out the nine minute 40 second mark. And when somebody sends me something and says that I pretty much know it's going to be GI Joe or it's going to be something masters of the universe. Right. Right. <clears throat> and I saw it was board games and I thought, Oh, are they announcing a GI Joe board game? Cause I would be all into that. Yeah. That I would be interested in, especially at, <laughs> right, right before we started recording tonight, we actually, uh, my family was playing a rousing game of fireball Island. Nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, board game. Yeah. Bring it. I'm into that role-playing game. Not so much. So to, to wrap things up, to put a little bow on it here, just to get us over that hour mark, let's talk a little bit about Joe product availability versus other brands, because I, I just feel like there is something afoot beyond just COVID, beyond just <clears throat> the shipping difficulties that have been going on, because Joe is the only brand that is as behind that is absent product as as it is like marvel legends have kept coming dc multiverse has kept coming uh power rangers masters of the universe everything else yes it's been backed up it's been slow but it has been making it to pegs joe has been cobra commander flint and lady J for like two years yeah <laughs> i mean it's it's been about a year since that was readily available in stores and, and it's well in the movie figures as well yeah um, they you know come and go i mean there's definitely I, I i don't think we can even really speculate about what in the world is going on with joe but my gosh it's it's just frustrating well i think about a recent interview I watched with Brian Flynn from Super 7. Um, where Super they were 7, the company that's been keeping Joe product on the pegs? Correct, correct. <laughs> um, he was talking about, the person interviewing him was mainly talking about the Thundercats line. And so they were talking about um, the consistency that some of the other Super 7 lines have had 
versus a lot of the delays. And he mentioned something that, that didn't really click in with me. There are multiple factories making Super 7 product, right? One right. factory is working on G.I. Joe. One factory is working on Thundercats. So if something happens to the factory that is working on this one specific product, then, yep, all those other products are going to keep shipping, but they have to figure out what do we do here? Is this something where we can wait it out? Is it that the, you know, are there QC issues coming out of this factory that the company now just has to go, okay, are we, are we so invested in this factory because of the contract that we can deal with the QC issues and have them go back and remake everything? Or do we go ahead and break the contract? But now you got to find another factory and start over from square one. I'm not saying that's what's happening with GI Joe, but it did kind of put it in a bigger perspective that maybe it isn't all just shipping. Right. Um, well, th- but, I mean, there has to be, there has to be something bigger at play because the shipping, something would have caught up by now. We would have something, right? especially, you know, for, for months and months now, Emily has been saying, we we see the demand we have upped our production numbers we we you know everything it's it's all being made it's all getting out there and yet we've seen no and 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 i think that was a sincere statement and i think it was factual i'm not saying i don't believe her but we have seen no evidence of that in any way because even though many of us have our alley vipers and bats they have still not hit the level that was suggested where they would be just in stores on pegs and and i've seen a few gung hos here and there but not enough to suggest that there's just this plentiful bounty of alley vipers and bats anywhere in the world right yeah when i say huge understand toy collecting for adults is a niche market but when a huge online retailer like big bad still has never got their first order of bats or alley vipers right then that does say to me there there is something going on with that being said (laughs) a word i have started to really dislike in the collecting community when it comes to classifieds is transparency i keep seeing a lot of other youtubers saying the line and now people on social media are parroting how you know Hasbro need Lenny Emily they need to be more transparent about yeah, what I, is going I don't on. I don't agree with and that I, at all. Yeah I think they don't why what are they it, what right like there there are things that we just are never going to know and don't need to and exactly I, you know and I think of um, Back in the the Maddie Collector days when Toy Guru thought he was being super transparent, and all that does is get everybody riled up even more. Right. So having the reasons doesn't help. It doesn't change anything. No. So yes, is it frustrating that that we've gone so long without getting figures? 100 percent Every time I go online, you know, I 
a few weeks back, uh, one of my Flickr friends down in South Florida started posting pictures of spirit that he got from a store, you know, from a Target, and that that makes me insanely jealous because I want that figure. Yeah. But me going on and saying, well, Hasbro isn't telling me what's going, it's not getting that figure to me any quicker. Right. Yeah, I think, uh, and look, I understand the desire for information, but in no way does Hasbro owe us anything in, in that realm. I think that what, Emily and Lenny are able to say is enough because yeah. they've kept saying, look, the product is coming. Well, that, I had to stop myself from using a word that we don't use on this uh, <laughs> podcast. Wait, what do you want? They're saying the product is coming. What do you, what do you like? They, they can't give you a specific date because that's not how any of this works because big bad and target and Walmart and entertainment earth, they're all going to get it at different times. So there's no like, all right, guys, Sit down. Noel Wood, you're going to have spirit in your hands on June 23rd. <laughs> Christian Allen, hold you to it. You're going to get your spirit on July 6th. Like, right. It's ridiculous. Just, it's coming. You've got your pre-order in, which, by the way, let's take a look at the not-too-distant past where, where you couldn't even pre-order stuff like this it was selling out in seconds and you couldn't you couldn't even get your pre-order and now we all have our pre-orders and and here's another thing i'd like to mention is none of us have paid a cent on those pre-orders it's not like we're out money right now like if we were then maybe i could understand people expecting a little bit more out of hasbro but we we haven't even given them any money we've got our we, our product is secured risk-free and that's why i was trying to give a lot of people online the benefit of the doubt at first because i understand this has been a frustrating line since day one 100 for a lot of people none of us are disputing that at all you know they acknowledged that the demand for them was a lot more than what they had expected that's a good thing because yeah. it's showing Hasbro that there is a demand for G.I. Joe. And look at how much we're getting. Yes, it's not here yet. But, like, take that take that frustration and maybe apply it to something else. And, and just, yeah, hold on to that hope that, that we're going to be getting some great figures. The line is healthy. It's hold on, gonna hold keep on going. to that knowledge that we're going to be. There it's you not go. Even hope it. We right. are. It's going to happen unless you get hit point. by a bus. But well, yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> or or the uh, what is the heat death of the universe? Yes, yes. That, that's coming up right around the corner. One not until I get a classified shipwreck in my hands. Let's hope. Then they, it so, can go all. Yeah, then the rapture you know, can happen. Day. Yes. <laughs> and then on, on the other side of this, though, when people do, because I, I get it when people want to express their angst over the, you know, the delays and everything else that's going. Uh, on the other side of this, I also do not appreciate the it's just toys argument that mm. people throw out there. 
Well, guess what? We're sitting here talking about toys. It's what we're doing. That's the conversation that we're having. And we're mentioning that it's frustrating that they're late. Like anybody that throws out that they're just toys. Well, what are you not a toy collector? Do you, what, what do you, did right? you stumble in here from a golfing forum? Like <laughs> what, what is, I don't understand your laissez-faire attitude. It's just a sports team. It, right. It, right. It's exactly. just a car. It's just a it's just a ball. It's just your a... kid. Right. It's not even my kid. <laughs> That's, Why it's, should it's, I care? It's nonsense. We we do care about these things. We do care about these toys. That's why we're talking about them. That's yeah. why we're collecting them. Now, no, it's not as big a deal as the baby formula shortage, obviously, but the baby formula shortage doesn't make my desire for shipwreck any less. It's just a worse situation. But I would never tell anybody worried about baby formula. Like, look, you wouldn't believe what's going on with the Tiger Force stuff. <laughs> Have you seen Slaughter's Marauder's Barbecue? And you want to talk about baby food? <laughs> Come on. Uh, well, guys, I think we've covered as much as we can cover uh, this week in our news episode. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, next week when they have, have the actual panel or we're going to have to have an emergency gathering. Uh, is it going to be that big or are we going to be able to hold our horses until the following week when we do our next news episode? We'll, we'll see what goes down there. So that's all the time we have. I would like to remind everybody that our music is by Andy Sanford of electricminnowmusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast, on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. And uh, Christian, why don't you tell us where we can find those wonderful pictures of everything but spirit? <laughs> you can find my toy photography on Instagram and Flickr.com under Legion Cub. And Noel, why don't you tell us about the finest? The Finest is an international G.I. Joe and Cobra and October Guard and Dreadnought and whatever other G.I. Joe adjacent uh, line you can think of. Um, costume Club, and uh, we will be appearing at Joe Fest. Um, I am. Uh, I will probably be manning the booth at some point in the weekend um, wearing a, a costume um, that I'm, I'm hoping to drag out of the mothballs here. But uh, yeah, we raise money for a great cause. So if you go to Joe Fest, uh, go check out the finest booth, uh, donate a few dollars. It goes to a great group called Canines for Warriors. Well, once again, thank you guys for sitting down and talking about G.I. Joe. And as always, yo, Joe. Cobra. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.